Hello and welcome to Buried Treasure. I'm Lou Smoley, and with this program, we begin a survey of music from the Middle East. Most of the works in the program were written for Western instruments, but there are several that feature instruments indigenous to the various countries in the Middle East that we're going to explore. In deciding among the numerous possible works to program here, I intentionally avoided music of a sacred or religious nature in favor of those compositions that were influenced by aspects of local culture or describe particular locales. We're going to begin with music from Egypt. Even during the Ottoman period, Egyptian art music was influenced by the West, uh, most particularly uh, the music that was produced in Egypt for centuries uh, was related to the court, uh, even, I suppose, as early as as the times of the pharaohs. Uh, In fact, I should mention that uh, a future program will deal with ancient music, uh, at least as presumed to uh, have existed by those scholars who have unearthed materiel that they claim uh, is sufficient grounds uh, for their work Uh, which includes music they claim uh, to have been played in ancient times. But that's for a future program. Continuing with the background for modern Egyptian art music, uh, after the 1919 revolution, which ended Ottoman rule, court music was simplified, was made less ornate, and concentrated on folk music. Soon nationalism had an influence on Egyptian music through certain composers such as Yusuf Kreis, Mahiga Rashid, and Abu Bakr Khert. Soon the 1952 revolution, which deposed the ruler, had its own influence on musical life. Western music became admired, and Western instruments and singers began to be included in performances. With a shift from oral tradition to notated music, further westernization of Egyptian music began to take shape. Since then, an impressive number of Egyptian composers have added to the crowning number of works which often use Western instruments uh, and Western forms, I should mention, but ingrain in them Egyptian motifs and themes and melodic material, as well as rhythmic elements. We're going to begin our all-too-brief survey of Egyptian art music with two works by an Egyptian from the first generation of classical composers in that country, Aziz El-Shawan. El-Shawan was born in 1916 and considered the dean of Egyptian composers. He studied at the Moscow Conservatory with Aram Kachatorian, and El-Shawan's pupils include Jordanian composer Haitam Sukareya and the Egyptian composers George Kirillos and Ram Sabri Sami. El-Shawan wrote music for orchestra, piano, voice, and theater. His ballet Isis and Osiris and his opera Anas el Wugod were written in the 1960s. The first work we're going to hear, written by Aziz el-Shawan, is his poem on the theme of the Egyptian folk song. It's based upon the song Achan and Sabaya, and was written in 1945. The work is essentially in fantasia form, 
uh, using the folk theme as its principal subject. And here it is now with the Moscow Radio Great Symphony, directed by Alexander Galk, poem on the theme of the Egyptian folk song, Ahan and Sabaya, by Aziz El-Shawan.
the music of the Egyptian composer Aziz El Shawan, a poem on the theme of the Egyptian folk song Ahan and Sabaya, the Moscow Radio Great Symphony directed by Alexander Gulk. One of El Shawan's most extensive purely orchestral works is entitled Abu Simbel, a series of symphonic pictures, and it was written 20 years after the symphonic poem that we heard previously. Abu Simbel consists of a series of temples originally cut into a solid rock cliff in southern Egypt and located at the second cataract of the Nile River. Temples which comprise the site, the great temple and the small temple, were created during the reign of Ramesses II, which is roughly a 13th century uh, BCE. The discrepancy in the dates, uh, which apparently exists, is due to differing interpretations of the life of the pharaoh, Ramesses II, by modern-day scholars. El Sawan's symphonic work uh, is created, at least in part, to celebrate Ramesses' victory over the Hittites at the Battle of Kadesh in 1274 BCE. To some scholars, this indicates a probable date of around 1264 for the initial construction uh, because the victory would have been fresh in the minds of the people. However, the decision to build the grand monument at that precise location, which is on the border of the conquered lands of Nubia, suggests to other scholars a later date, uh, possibly 20 years later, uh, for the beginning uh, of the construction, uh, which would have begun then after the Nubian campaigns that Ramesses II undertook with his sons. El Shawan's suite consists of eight movements, which have the following titles Approaching the Temple, The Central Hall, Base Relief Battle, Base Relief Priest's Chorus, Base Relief Dancers, Base Relief Wedding of Ramesses and Nefertiri, Base Relief Ritual Dance, and a Finale. We hear the Moscow Radio Great Symphony under the composer's direction. Uh, in this performance of El Shawan's Abu Simbel.
just heard the symphonic poem in eight sections, Abu Simo, by the Egyptian composer Aziz El Shawan. Possibly the most eminent of the second generation of Egyptian composers is Halim Eldab, born in 1921. After Eldab intended to make a career in agriculture, but music was simply too strong uh, a, a, a desire, and so very quickly on, after uh, he made a decision to go into music, uh, he already became an important composer in Egypt, primarily because of his avant-garde uh, styles, combined, interestingly enough, with an interest in folk music. Uh, after studying at the Columbia Princeton Electronic Music Center in the late 50s and early 60s, El Dab began to experiment with sound manipulation through various media, including electronic tape. He moved to the U.S. in 1950 and studied composition with John Donald Robb and Ernst Krenjek, and later with Aaron Copland. Uh, there is also a time he spent with Luigi Dalla Piccola and Irving Fine. Eldab soon became a presence on the New York scene, associating with the likes of Henry Cowell, John Cage, Edgar Varese, Alan Hovannis, and Peggy Glanville Hicks. Many of Eldab's works are based on ancient Egyptian themes or texts. Others relate to his life journey, such as the one we're about to hear, which he called The Legend. It was written in 1952, uh, for piano, and tells of the composer's journey from Egypt to the U.S. And the work is in five separate and distinct pieces uh, written in Eldab's early years and is again based upon folk tunes, in this case, those that he heard as a child. The composer is at the piano in The Legend by Halim Eldab.
We heard the Egyptian composer Halim Eldab play his own piano suite, The Legend, from 1952. Another second-generation Egyptian composer is a contemporary of Eldab, Rivad Garanan. Born in 1924, Garanan 
combines the traditional and religious music of both Egypt and the West. His concerto for kanun and orchestra is the first such work to combine this Arabic instrument with orchestra. Beside his composing, Garana serves as director of the music division of Egyptian television. I'm happy to say that uh, we are fortunate to have a recording of his works. Um, he, he did make some recordings uh, in the early days of the LP on a label called Sono Cairo. Uh, the one I'm going to play is an Arabic symphony. It was written to be played continuously, although when you hear it, you'll probably be able to make out its several sections, which are unfortunately not identified in this recording. Notice particularly how skillful Garana is in combining Arabic and Western styles. The symphony orchestra is directed by Ahmed Obaid.
music of Egyptian composer Rifat Garana, his Arabic symphony performed by an unidentified symphony orchestra directed by Ahmed Obaid. Our last and most contemporary Egyptian composer representing the third generation of contemporary Egyptian composers is Khalid Shokri. He was born in 1958 and graduated from the Cairo Conservatory, as had several of his fellow Egyptian composers. At first, Shokri became primarily known as a composer for keyboard instruments, but he branched out and wrote for chamber ensemble and orchestra as well. His contribution to film music is also noteworthy. In fact, it brought him several awards. We're going to listen to his meditation for chamber ensemble. It was written in 1996. Uh, the ensemble is a septet consisting of flute, clarinet, bassoon, violin, viola, cello, and piano. The work is in three movements, and they are an andante, followed by a slow movement, and a finale that begins slowly, uh, moves up slightly to an andante, and ends with a larghetto. The performers, Carlo Enrico Macali, playing the flute, Roberto Petrocchi, the clarinetist, Elisio Smirdoni, bassoonist, Mario Buffa, violinist, Michel Mine on the viola, Luigi Lanzalotta, the cellist, and the director is Fabio Maestri. Thank you. 
You just heard the work Meditation by Egyptian composer Khalid Shokri. It was performed by Carlo Enrico Macaulay, flute, Roberto Petrocchi, clarinet, Elisio Smirdoni, bassoon, Mario Buffa, violin, Michelle Mina, viola, Luigi Ranzalotta, cellist, all under the direction of Fabio Maestri. So that concludes the first part of our survey of classical music of the Middle East with music from Egypt. Next time we'll move north to Israel uh, where we'll hear uh, several uh, of their wealth of, of art music composers. Until then, this has been Lou Smoley wishing you, as always, great adventures in exploring the buried treasures of classical music. <laughs>